0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is trauma and its effect. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo.
1: I want to read something to you from Paul, his epistle to the Romans. He says, thanks be to God that though you once were slaves to sin you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness for when you were slaves to sin you were free of obligation to righteousness what fruit did you reap at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed the outcome of those things is death but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. The fruit you reap leads to holiness, and the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. This is Roland, and today I want to talk about stress again, and I want you to understand what stress really is. You see, ideally, we ought not to be reacting to anything. Ideally, we would be in the world, but not of the world. Things wouldn't affect us, bother us, irritate us, make us nervous in any way. We would simply observe. And then, we would wonder about some things, and... The answer would come from above. It would come by way of intuition. All of a sudden, we would just see. But otherwise, a lot of times, we wouldn't even have to wonder. We would just watch. We would observe. You know, it's like I've said so many times over the years. If you were on vacation in another country as a tourist, why, you would watch the people, and you would see the buildings and the trees and the lakes and the ponds, and you would see so many things. It would all be rather interesting. Some things you might wonder about, but it wouldn't make you angry. It wouldn't make you upset. You would just watch and wonder. In fact, that's sort of the way you were when you were a little child. You saw things, and you wondered about things. But mostly, you just enjoyed things. Your puppy, your toys, the beautiful grass outside, and the leaves, and the snow, and the icicles, and the water. You just loved it all. It was just wonderful. And when you saw something you didn't quite understand, you just watched it, and you pondered, and you wondered. That's all. Life was sweet. But something happened, and what happened was that you were penetrated by something on the outside. Many things, actually, but you were penetrated by someone who wanted to upset you, who wanted to get to you, who wanted your allegiance, who wanted you to see them in a certain light, in a good light. Someone who seemed to not cherish Your independence and your carefree, blithe spirit. They seemed, something in them seemed to hate your carefreeness. It's like they wanted to take it away. It's like they wanted to pressure you. So you were penetrated by that. And the proof of the penetration is two things. Number one, emotions. You see, had you never been traumatized, and there's the word trauma, had you never been traumatized, had you never been penetrated by things on the outside and people on the outside, you wouldn't be emotional. You would not be emotional. You would be calm. Sure, you would know something of a higher set of emotions like delight, ah, wonder, joy. You see, those are of a higher caliber, reverence, you see. But as far as anger, rage, hurt feelings, jealousy, envy, resentment, bitterness, unhappiness, you wouldn't have known it. No, you wouldn't. But you were penetrated, and someone emotionalized you. And then here's what happened. The second thing, I said the first proof is emotions. The second proof is a memory, a memory that keeps coming back. You know, most of us have millions of memories in our mind that really oughtn't to be there. You know, every morning we should basically wake up fresh with fresh eyes and we wouldn't have a memory of the day before. Sure, you would remember your name, and your phone number, and you would remember, you know, your mom's face and your partner's face, and you would have a muscle memory of how to drive your car, and like that. See, it's mostly automatic. Most of those things are just automatic. They're practically subconscious, aren't they? I mean, you can you can put on your... Your clothes and grab a bite to eat and get in your car and go somewhere, and you can do all those things. You don't even have to think about it. It's so easy, it's just automatic. Your body knows how to do it. But that would be about all you would have. Otherwise, you wouldn't have any memories of the day before. But how about now, where you have a lot of memories? What did my boss mean when he said that? Why did my wife have to say that? What does she want? Why are my kids doing this? What? Oh, no, I've got to go to this, and I've got to do that. And why did this happen? And, oh, I've got to do... All kinds of memories. And then there are memories from the past that haunt, that haunt you, where somebody did something to you, where somebody betrayed you, where you lost something, where you made a fool of yourself, where people laughed at you, Where something was stolen, things like that. See? You were traumatized and penetrated by them, and now you have a memory of them. So here's what I'm suggesting. I don't have a lot of time. Incidentally, this program is actually a 30 minute program. Many of you are only getting the 15 minute version, so I want you to know that it's a half hour program. The second half of the program is always very good, very informative and often sweet. And you better go listen to it. Go to SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Listen to this program and all the others at our radio archives. It's very simple. All you have to do is go to SheddingShackles.com, net, or SheddingShackles.us, and you can access them for free. So we're talking now about trauma. And what I'm suggesting is that, is that to return to being yourself, to return to being sovereign over your own mind and body, to return to peace of mind, to return to joy, to return to all of those things that you once had when you were a little child. You have to un- find a way that it all be undone. And you know you can make your start in a lightning flash. All it takes is hearing someone like me and then saying, Yeah, you know something, Roland? You're right. I'm not leading my own life. I'm too emotional. I'm reacting to everything. Things upset me and make me nervous. And and I, I ought to be calm, and I don't know how. I ought to be patient with my kids that I don't know how. I ought to be joyful, and somehow I'm not. Just admit it and realize that emotions have something to do with it. And what someone did to you in the past has something to do with it. Not so much what they did, but how you reacted to it. And realize that they got to you. Now, you were just a little kid. You didn't know any better. There was no one there to teach you. There was no one there to set a good example, hardly. You may have had a good uncle or a good older brother or someone that was calm and patient and had a lot of love and understanding, but maybe you didn't. So now, the first thing you must learn how to do is to seal off more upsets and angers and so on, and by using a little meditation to learn how to stand back and be a little bit objective to things So you can go out in the world and be in the world but not of the world and observe people without hating them, observe people without resenting them. Hear what people say, let it go in one ear and out the other, without reacting to it. So when when you do that, then you'll calm down. You'll be less prone to being compromised. And then the next thing, then you'll have to look at what's gotten inside. But what's gotten inside can be very complicated and can go very deep and can go back, way back, and there's a root, there's a root to it. It goes way back, often to very early childhood. And so you, you, you will gradually, if you do the meditation, and you have an attitude of wanting to know the truth, and you don't want to hate people anymore, and you're willing to let go and let God a little bit, then in God's light, the inner light. That's what you fell from. And the inner light will shine upon those things in a very slow process that takes a long time. And you'll see a little bit, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more, and you'll have understanding. When you have understanding, you become free of it. Do you see? But you can't make it happen yourself. All you All you need to do is do your little meditation, morning, noon, and evening, and then go out in the world and be patient, with people and it will happen the good will happen for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord there's a root to it that goes way back often to very early childhood and so you 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 will gradually, if you do the meditation and you have an attitude of wanting to know the truth and you don't want to hate people anymore and you're willing to let go and let God a little bit, then in God's light, the inner light, that's what you fell from. Then the inner light will shine upon those things in a very slow Process. that takes a long time. And you'll see a little bit and then a little bit more and a little bit more and you'll have understanding. When you have understanding, you become free of it. Do you see? But you can't make it happen yourself. All you, All you need to do is do your little meditation, morning, noon, and evening, and then go out in the world and be patient with people. And it will happen. The good will happen. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord.
0: Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Rhapsody in Blue by the American composer George Gershwin. Thanks for listening. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program.
1: And so you just kind of wandered through the world and reacted to things and people upset you. And before you know it, you began to doubt yourself and you began to wonder. And it it separated you from your inner ground of being. That's what I want to say. It separated you, the trauma, the emotions, the memory. See, every one of them does it. The trauma itself separated you in the shock of the moment. The memory separates you. Whenever you, you, you fall into the memory of what happened in the past, what they did or what they said to you, immediately you lose touch with your inner ground of being. And the emotions, whenever you become emotional about anything, you lose touch with your inner ground. And then what happens? Well, then you're like an animal and not like a human. I'll give you another example whenever you make something too important. In other words, I want you to see the subtlety of it. If somebody grabs your attention, they say something rude, something mean, something naughty, something suggestive, and it gets to you, it excites you a little bit, or it angers you, or it makes you resentful or something, or it makes you curious. If it gets to you, then it forms a memory. But what happens is that you, have, you lose sovereignty over your own body. Now they have sovereignty over you, and you will find a very strange change of allegiance. Your allegiance ought to be to what is right, to what you know deep in your heart is right, to those eternal verities, those ideals and to what you know deep down is good and fair and right. That's where your allegiance should always be. But what happens when something gets your attention, or a person gets your attention, or they steal your attention with something shocking or mean or rude or suggestive? Then a, a strange change of allegiance takes place, and you you have a new allegiance a new servitude. I can't think of the word I want, but now you're oriented toward it. It could be anything. And here's the subtlety of it. Or if you're playing a game and it becomes too important, then what happens? You forget all about sportsmanship and about camaraderie, and you forget about um, what's important in life, and you make winning too important. Do you see that? So, you know... You could substitute in just about anything in your life that you've made too important. Your self-image, saving face, money, getting ahead of someone else, not making a mistake, not looking bad, some game, some gambling, some item you want anything that you make that is too important. Now, how did it become too important? Well, you somehow were seduced, weren't you? You weren't born as a gambler. You weren't born rushing to the head of, try to get ahead of other people. You weren't born with an attitude of, of me first. I want to win, win, win. The heck with friendship. The heck with sportsmanship. No, you weren't born that way. You became that way. How? Through your having been seduced into it. So, now I want you to see that that's what trauma is all about. It changes your allegiance. And now you know why you have all of your addictions, and why you're a people pleaser, and why you're angry all the time. Just about everything that's gone wrong, it goes back to trauma. It goes back to being seduced. It goes back to emotions. It goes back to memories. And now, that's your environment, and they become your Lord. So you have to find a way back to your Creator and His truth and His love and His patience and His kindness and His wisdom and serve Him. That's right. So you're, you've been serving everything wrong, but you didn't want it to be that way, but it happened. And how did it happen? Through trauma, through emotions. You need to see that. You had a weakness they could get to you. And they did. Now, just see that. Wipe the egg off your face, bear the little bit of pain of seeing it, and now see if you can find your way back to your Creator. And in that regard, my little meditation is very helpful because it teaches you how to stand back from. See, right now you're lost in your thoughts. All of those thoughts that whirl around, where did they come from? They came from outside. And how did they get in? How did all those thoughts get in? Well, somehow they got in when you were penetrated, when you were seduced, when your allegiance was changed, when you were opened up, when you fell away from your inner ground, when you fell away from the protection of what is right. Once upon a time when you were a little child, you knew what was right, you loved what was right, and you wanted to be Like that. You wanted to be a prince or a princess and have courage and honor and gracefulness, but something went wrong. Something changed you. Something turned you. Or someone changed you. Someone turned you. And turns out it's the people all around you. Why? Because it was done to them. Then they turn around and do it to you. Why? Because you, in your innocence as a little child, were a contrast a contrast, because you stood for the sweetness and the innocence and the goodness and the brightness and the carefreeness that they had lost. Do you understand? And it reminded them that they had lost it and that they were no longer what they had once been. So they resented it and they were determined to put your lights out. They did not Maybe they didn't realize what they were doing. They probably didn't, but that's what they were doing. And so they got to you through your emotions. And now you have to see that. So this might be a good time to just stand back a little bit. Get the meditation, learn to sit quietly and reconnect with your inner ground of good, which you have fallen away from. And you probably realize also that when you fell away and your allegiance was changed and you began to serve goals, and you began to serve other people for what you could get out of them, and for the good image that they gave you of yourself, and so on and so forth. When you began to do that, then you were serving, what did Christ say? He said, no man or no person can serve two masters. That's what he said. And so, you are now serving another master, and so you need to come back to serving God again. And how do you do that? Well, by admitting the truth instead of denying it, by standing back and seeing your own wrong and being willing to admit it instead of covering it up, and by welcoming the truth, see, and also by not hating other people and not resenting other people. See, that's another way they got to you. Because if you resent another person, then that resentment of that person causes them to become an image in your mind. Do you see that? And that resentment then becomes a new way of of existing. A way of existence based upon resentment and based upon, upon anger. And based upon using your energy to struggle and to defend yourself and to wallow in hurt feelings and resentment of other people, it's a whole different way of life. And it brings a whole different set of psychological problems and physical problems and everything else with it, and emotional problems and re- relationship problems. You have to find the way of life that's more like the way a flower, a plant, lifts its leaves to the sun, and its life is the sun. It's the warmth and the light from the sun. That's its life. And it grows in the light of the sun, and it's, it's something in the image of the sun. When you see a plant, you know there's a sun around there somewhere, don't you? Well, that's the way you have to be. You must learn to live unto your Creator, look to Him for everything, and then you become totally dependent upon Him, and you serve Him for His approval, and in exchange He gives you His approval, He gives you His life, He gives you His identity, and He gives you a way of living and moving and having your being in the world where things don't impinge upon you, and where you can be in the world but not of the world. And then you become the light of the world. You shine upon the hill, and people see your brightness. They see your steadfastness. And it gives them hope, because they know that's what they—that's the way they want to be. And they want what you have. And what you have is a relationship with your creator within, who gives you life and love, and who gives you patience. You, now you don't have any patience. And he gives you love. You don't have any love right now. You just pretend. See, you have a need. And he fulfills your needs, and then you don't, don't have any unnatural needs anymore. You see how that works? All right. I want to read something to you from Paul, his epistle to the Romans. He says, But thanks be to God that though you once were slaves to sin, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. For when you were slaves to sin, you were free of obligation to righteousness. What fruit did you reap at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The outcome of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the fruit you reap leads to holiness, and the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.